This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Boomer and Gino coming live. Bill Ford Talk Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Kevin Clancy, KFC from Barstool, hanging out another hour with us. And he turned me on to this story that I did not see, which is truly amazing. So Scotty Pippen... Luke Longley and Horace Grant are going the on, big three. Yeah, they're going on tour. They're starting in Australia to do a live show called No Bull to dispute the stuff that was going on in the Last Dance, which obviously Love was it. the documentary about Michael Jordan and the 90s Bulls and on all that stuff that happened during COVID and everybody was watching it. I mean, what in this is a level of pettiness that I'm not Uh, sure can ever be reached. To go on tour, especially like we're going to go to Australia to start. I guess that's where Luke Longley's from, right? So maybe maybe, uh, he's the driving force behind this. But I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that there is a wildly different side to the story. You know? And probably 10 other sides to the story. Uh... So I'm here for it. I want to hear all the stories, man. It's it's going to be. I mean, will will somebody will these guys like have have the balls to like? Are you going to really tell some bad stories yeah. about MJ? Like, are you going to? That's a that's a road. You know, are you really willing to cross that bridge where like there's and no there's going some back? stuff there with with gambling? Sure, and there's rumors about father and all that other stuff. That's right, like, like, you, you want to you know, touch that? If there's any truth to any of it, or just you know, if MJ lived in, uh, played in a different era where you have all this access and all these different standards, I think you know his perception would be very, very different. Yeah, it might have been and, John Morant. You know, right, right, right. And and so if these guys are, and you know, they probably you sit back for the next past thirty years, just being like, hey, whatever, we we won some rings, we had a good run, but now all of a sudden, if you're gonna make this documentary and have this, you know, whole, uh, you're gonna paint us in this light. I mean, they have every right to say their side of the story, too. Now, I, I've Plus, they're in the NBA, and everybody in the NBA is going to have right. a podcast at some point. So, Yes. And now this is four years ago now. A lot has happened. But I don't remember watching that Last Dance documentary and, and coming out of it going, wow, those guys were just total scum, his teammates. Now, the Scotty Pippen Scotty not, got, Scotty was not, not playing hard because of the contract thing and he, whatever. Scotty did not come out of that looking good. Yeah, but it, I don't know. I mean, Luke Longley and Horace Grant. Yeah, like, okay, I don't know. Right, what do you guys... <laughs> but, you know, if it's like... Yeah, I, anybody... You see it here, right? There's all sorts of inter-office, you know, gossip and drama and stuff in, in any organization. And so, like, maybe if you weren't a part of it, but you were like, wait a minute, that's not how that happened. And, sure. You know, you want to stick up for your buddy or whatever it may be. I think Scotty has the right to... By the way, the the whole Larsa Pippen, Marcus Jordan yeah, thing is like... That feels like an episode of Black Mirror where it's like, you're telling me Michael Jordan, and I guess that just broke up, but it's like, Michael Jordan's son ended up with 
Sky Pippen's ex. Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I so, know. You know, it's, uh, Hollywood would turn that script down. Well, I mean, that that's just pure rebellion on those two parts. I, I don't know if they actually liked each other or not. I guess they dated for a while, a while but that's rebellion. That's Pip- that screw you, Dad, and, and she's screw right. you, Scotty. That's hey, what that the is. Pippen-Jordan combo worked once before, <laughs> so let's let's run it back. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I wonder, there's got to be enough juice and enough to refute to warrant a live show and a tour. Yeah. Like, if they just come out and say, like, no, actually, I did try hard in practice. It's like, well, that, nobody cares. Yeah, you know? nobody cares. So if they're going to really try to make their buck and, like, make their name, you got to imagine there's some real, like, bombs yeah. they're going to drop. I mean, out. I know that Scotty came out of it when with Michael Jordan saying some of the stuff that he said, but, I mean, I really, I don't, I, I did not change my opinion on Scotty Pippen and how good he was in that dynasty. I mean, to, to him... You no, know, but I bet you if you were... A Bulls fan? If you were, no, if you were like, there were so many people watching, younger people watching that, yeah. who didn't really know, and like, I remember people being like, whoa, like Jordan was was that dude, huh? It's like, yeah, yeah, we weren't lying about it. Right. But if you were younger, and you didn't know Pippen, and you, that's your impression of him, yeah, I can, I you'd can probably be that. like, wait, what? And it's like, in reality, he was probably like the second best player in the league and like yeah. you know he had his that moment where he sat, you know sat himself down and all that but for the most part great you know yeah so i i don't it's just he's forever going to be in mj's shadow though it's just it's like that, that feels like a fight you can't win yeah unless you've got like the goods and if you're going to drop some sort of bomb on him that even if you did have it I don't think MJ. I, I think MJ's got guys that'll like make you disappear. Yeah, well, like, you, I don't want that, out, you know? man. I, like, I mean, I know they don't like yeah. each other anymore, but geez, I don't want to see that. Like these guys fighting in that way, and if Scotty Pippen's tarnishing Michael I Jordan, know. to me, it's like I, I picture Scotty like carrying him off in the flu game, yeah. and everybody you know dapping it up, and that's being the memories awesome. I want. But it, but it also makes sense. It's like you know those guys were coworkers. Yeah. You know they're not they're not family. They're not best buds. Like. Rodman, like, you know, these guys were crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting how Barstool has taken that office drama thing to a a level that no one else has achieved. And that's got to be... So w- when we do stuff like that here, it's very rarely serious. Like, it, it might be a tinge of truth, but it's very rarely serious. Like... Like with with Spike Eskin, he's leaving. I call him lame duck skin. I say stuff like he's, he's this is Spike Eskin, this skinny vegan hipster. <laughs> yeah, right. That like and and it's we're busting each other's balls. And there's obviously there's some things that happen off the air that we 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 don't talk about. But with the the drama that you guys have, it's real and it's out there, and that's got to yeah. be a really difficult thing to deal with if you're not prepared for it. Yeah, I mean there's. We usually refer to it as being in the mud, and there's only certain people that can really live in the mud. Yeah, you yeah. know, like at this point, I, I'm used to it. I'm numb to it. I just should say I'm numb to it. It still sucks when you're really like in the blender or fighting somebody or you know publicly debating and arguing and going back and forth. But it's uh, you know, it's part of what made Barstool successful is that reality TV aspect of it. Yeah, and that uh. You know, it is kind of like a team, and there is internal drama, like clubhouse drama, locker room drama, and the way we usually handle that is like, let's do it out there and on the air, you know? I would say here, though, you know, there was, as a fan looking in, there was always like, oh, these guys don't get along, and these guys oh, have yeah, their problems. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, so, like, right. The, the, you know, the, the big dogs had their issues, and anytime those 
Anytime those shots were even semi-public, it was like, ooh, like, got to tune in. Well, got to hear what the morning show is going to say about Mike and what Mike, you know. So any anybody that has success in entertainment and sports and or whatever on that level, I think there's going to be that desire to see behind the curtain. And we just kind of open the curtain willingly. You know? Right. I, I, without a doubt, the Mike and Craig, and then when I took over and Mike wanted, like, he... He was so happy, I think, to not... He wasn't happy that Craig got in trouble. I, I want to make that clear. He was no. very, very good during that time. But he was probably happy that he didn't have to deal with the slings and arrows totally. anymore. yeah. So then when I came on and I wasn't attacking him, but I did the impersonation of him... He didn't like that, huh? He didn't like that. So mm. then he then fired back and then we had this all this thing back and forth. So so it went from Craig and then into to me. And I didn't even... I wasn't even trying to do that. I was just doing well, the stuff that I do. do I you, do the... Voices, I do better. Gennady, stop with the impersonations to me. I mean, enough already. Gosh. <laughs> do you think there's some part of it, though, that's like, it's it's like, uh, you know, it's a little bit like you're on, you are on a team almost, and like there's competition where it's like, whoever took that chair, eventually there's going to be some friction. Sure. Because that's just, in a weird way, Bar- it's very similar to Barstool in that like, we will probably fight each other more than anything but then when there's like an outside problem, oh yeah, we kind of like close ranks and we're like, all right, let's handle business. You know? Giannotti, I mean, he is short on ability. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the greatest one ever. That is the greatest one ever. I love He's that. great. We had short. Uh, S-H-A-W-T, short, short on ability. His son, uh... Uh, Harrison, yeah, it's at Barstool, uh, right? Well, yeah, we, we uh, so Mike texted us and said, you know... Do you have any internships? And we kind of were like, of course, anything. Uh, and I, I was under the impression he was a little bit older than he was. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a young man. Yeah. And, uh, he's in high so, school, right? Yeah. I was like, is this even legal? I don't, yeah. I don't even know. Can we technically call uh, you No, it isn't. But he uh, he did a great job for us. He was doing a lot of, uh, you know, good good work for us over the summer. So we Yeah, I see. That. And yeah. Mike's got involved with a bunch of stuff. He did one of the golf videos with somebody. Yeah, I did Marty, Marty Mush. Marty Mush. Golf with him. He did uh, uh, Frank Walks. Frank Walks, one yeah. of his walks. He's, he's been good. Mike's, Mike's been very good to Barstool over the years, uh, letting us sell the shirts and, yeah, and yeah. having fun with all that. So uh, didn't you come in one day and he's like, I, I knew uh, Portnoy for a long time. Or I knew he said something like you, like I you know, he, from the very I, beginning. I think, I like, think he conflates me and Dave. Yeah, because um, he came in and I, I don't even you know I'm not going to correct the Pope, but yeah, he yeah. was like, you know, Portnoy used to uh, hang outside my studio and wait for me to like say hello to me, and I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, totally, man, totally, sure. It's like that was me, uh, but you know, cool. Uh, and he sees Dave at the, the racetrack and all that sure. stuff, but I think he, you know, has his own, he misremembered, if you yeah, will. Yeah, sure. Right, right, absolutely. Those two would probably be fast friends if they spent a lot of time oh, yeah. together. I, I think the, the, in the, the short dealings they had with each other have got along great. <laughs> they just, just seem... talking horses and money. Right, and, horses and, and gambling and yeah, money and totally. media. I mean, w- without a doubt, those two, uh... Titans in the industry. Totally. Oh, yeah, there you go. That Look was a back, that. back page Short of the New York Post. Short on ability. Short on ability. Sports <laughs> radio feud gets ugly and personal. That's what yeah. you need, though. You need that juice, man. It's like, I, it stresses me out. And I, so we, we were doing our, uh, I have KFC Radio, which is the podcast. And then we had Barstool Radio, which is our live, just talk about Barstool business show. And, when it gets dramatic and you know you're fighting, it's it's a grind. You yeah, know? and if it's, it's like, not fun. Yeah, no, but it but the people love it. Yeah, I know, love it. I know they do. That's why the Portnoy, Kirk Minahan, and uh, Ryan Whitney show is 
because those guys will just say whatever about whoever. And they you don't have care. the right standing to be able to talk trash. You know what I mean? Sure. Where if I tell you, you know, you're a bum and you're not doing your job well, that's just like, hey, you're being a jerk to me, dude. Yeah. Like, why are you, why are you throwing me under the bus? When the boss says that, it's like totally oh, different. Story, yeah, you gotta, you know? yeah, you gotta take notice. So, right. So, who was the uh, person who best stood up to Dave over the years in your mind? In, like, a public thing. And are they still alive? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've probably done, like, the most. Like, I used to host Barstool Radio with him, and we would go at it. I mean, it's incredible how much we disagree. And we're, like, you know, polar opposites. It's like, he's Boston, I'm New York. His teams win, my teams lose. You know, yeah. he always wins gambling, I'm the mush. Like, everything is the opposite, and I'm on the short end of it. Right. <laughs> uh, I used to probably go at him, like, the most. But I would say... uh you know, he's just you know he's just on a whole other level. But guys like Ryan Whitney and and, and uh, Kirk, Kirk, uh, some of the you know the bustle of the boys guys, the guys who have you know pro athlete status. I'll tell you, Alex Cooper and Caller Daddy was the one who really she really got the best of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it seems she, like she, it, right. So did she live to tell the tale? Yeah, like sixty million dollars later, she's uh, she's doing all right. Yeah, does he like when people challenge him? Because I'll give you an example here with Mike. There was one time that he. He was. I was on the air, and I disagreed with one of his takes, but I didn't say it was Mike's take. I didn't even know it was Mike's take. And he came in, and he just roasted me, and he's fighting with me about whatever. And I just sort of was like, I was in shock, because I, I had hosted like one show or two shows in my life, and I was just like in shock. I was like, uh, Mike, I, didn't, I wasn't trying to take a shot at you. I just disagreed with what your opinion was. Right. And then he walked away, and then like 10 minutes later, he goes, next time you fight with me. And I was like... Okay. Uh, or all right. Like that. Like, yeah. So, um, so is Dave that Dave's way? He's not like that, but he is very. Uh, you can say whatever you want. It's like the only company in the world where, like, you know, he's the boss. But if you want to write a blog, go on the air, say this about him, say that about him, call him names. He's like, it's fair game. But he's gonna shoot right back. <laughs> yeah, and at course. the end of the day, he does write your checks. So, like, it's you know, I'm always like. Like I'll take it right to the line, and then I'm like, but maybe I should fall back because yeah. you know right. I don't want to shoot myself in the foot here. I'm not, not going to yeah. oh, yeah, win this. And that's thing. the other thing you can't beat him. I mean, he's got to deal with the devil. I just put out a video on our YouTube channel on and on Rumble. Like, I, it's a 15 minute video compiling all of the of the just good fortune and good luck that's gone his way during his run, and it's he's got to deal with the devil. You cannot beat him. Yeah, and I, the, the one more thing about that Mike interaction, I remember what he was next time you fight with me. So after he like undressed me in front of everybody in the newsroom and just roasted me, Chernoff is watching this whole thing, you know. And then he Mike walks away, and then Mike goes somewhere else, and Chernoff goes, "He shouldn't have done that to you." And I was like, ah. "You could have said something." <laughs> yeah, you're standing up. right there. No, but I do think there's something uh, we say this too with Dave. It's like. When you're on his radar, there's at least a little bit of like honor in that. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If he's not even willing, he's you know, uh, right. he doesn't even bother to talk about you. That's worse than right. you know being worthy of the dress down, right? Yeah, I always used to say too that if Mike liked you on the air, that was not a good thing because he perceived you as not a threat. Right, right. There's I a like little, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, doing yeah. It right. Totally. I, I <laughs> believe true to that man. Yeah, I totally. always, I always felt that way. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Been great to have KFC Kevin Clancy from Barstool here today. So, like, after you do the show today, like, oh, you doing a podcast from home? You taking the rest of the day off? Like, what do you do? I, I got up pretty early today, so I think I'm going to treat myself. Uh, I'll probably, <laughs> I might stop by the office, but usually uh, we put our shows out on Tuesday, Thursdays, so we record, you know, Monday, Wednesday. So I got a lot of the work uh, done early. We've been going like nonstop. We were in Vegas. We were uh, <clears throat> we went out to the Daytona 500. We're gonna go out oh, to Chicago yeah. uh, next week. We're doing the Barstool Combine. So we've been going like nonstop. So I uh, might take the day. And, so Daytona yeah. used you guys to get some uh, love, uh, the, huh? The, the mush once again like brought the rain. <laughs> the race got postponed till late on Monday. We had to leave. So I basically you know barely got to experience it, but. My first taste of anything NASCAR, it was wild, man. Yeah. Those guys are like, they're just, all the all the top racers are just like at the bar, at the party. You can walk right up to them. The access is unparalleled. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I feel that way about like country music, too. Like the country music artists are so different than the other artists. Absolutely, they're man. They're just like hanging around. It's, it's regular so people. foreign to us here. Yeah. Like, but when you get immersed in it and you realize how much people love it and it's uh, it's a whole different world. All right, CeeLo, what do you got over there this hour? I don't know. We'll see what we can come up with. Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Fresh, human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. We'll kind of reset with the uh, Met news from the top this morning. You got Kodai Senga, of course, atop the rotation, at least uh, in pencil to begin the season. But he's got some early trouble here. Yeah, after the after his size session yesterday, he came in and you know experienced some arm fatigue. Uh, so he's staying inside, and we're taking a look at him. That's manager Carlos Mendoza yesterday in Port St. Lucie. Not sure yet where they're going to go from here. Least favorite? Go ahead. Go ahead. What's your least favorite Met of all time? <laughs> oh, Long man. list. Um, that's a that's a good question. So I'll I'll give you someone who was it's recency bias, but. He's going to be up there, but right now is my number one is Max Scherzer. I can't stand that guy. I hated his guts That's when he was be here. A good choice, man. You know, I, I irrationally disliked Roger Cedeno. <laughs> Why? Yeah, that well, is anything wrong. wrong. No, when he when he was originally here first, he was great. But then he they re-signed him and he got a contract. And I felt like he was loafing. He wasn't trying yeah. to steal bases. And many, I just felt like he took the money and and became a lazy player. You know, drove me crazy was Daniel Murphy, man. Yeah. He drove me nuts, and that that wow. error. I wouldn't say most hated. I, right. I, I'm not putting him on that list, but I'm just thinking through the years of the guys who like drove me crazy. I mean, the it's just the uh, Guillermo Moda was a great oh, one. Aaron God. Heilman, yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty much the bullpen. Yeah, when the I really going through it, the yeah. bullpen are the real oh, Roberto uh, Alomar. Roberto Alomar, Kaz Matsui. Now Kaz Kaz was just like not good. Roberto right. Alomar is like what what. What was that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, you can go but on. Really, and the on. bullpen. I With mean, the bullpen. The bullpen guys. is the one. Uh, yeah, Brand- Braden Looper. That's the answer. Braden Looper. Braden is the Looper. Looper. Blowing that wow. that opening day in 05 with that Pedro start. You know what's uh, funny? I'll, I'll never forget the guy. And that that was 05 was his first year. Is that what it was, or was it 04? I'm not sure if it was his first year, but I want to say it was oh. Uh, no, wait, hold on. It was 2003. Those guys came in. I'm almost positive of this. Don't don't say it yet, CeeLo. Okay. But the cover of the 2003 Mets yearbook that came out at the beginning of the season had three guys on it. So, all right. Was it 03 his first year? Looper? Yeah. 04. 04. Okay. So, it's the 2004 Mets yearbook. Three guys were on the that cover. 
two of them were just mentioned in the last two minutes. <laughs> and the third one, I'd be curious to see if you guys could come up with. Oh, no shot. I'm coming up with it. All right. So it was Braden Looper. Okay. Kaz Matsui. 2004. And who? They brought in another guy who was a quote unquote big acquisition for was them that, that like offseason. The Jeremy Burnitz and mm-hmm. Mo Vaughn. No, that was, a position that was 2002. Uh, then Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Apier, too. That was 02. And then they, they went through it and then, then they went like cheaper. And it was position player, right. outfield. So with Kaz, Kaz Matsui. Eddie Looper, trader signing outfielder. Ah, uh, I believe it was a free agent signing. Two thousand four outfielder, center field, S- center field. Wow, Mike Cameron. Yeah, there you go. Bang, Seattle, I liked the Mike Cameron. Fan. I liked Mike Cameron. Yeah, man. I, I, I liked yeah, him. Yeah, see, I wouldn't have thought of him as a hated. I hated Matt. No, you want no. no and that was too yeah, early. Yeah. Once you said center, I was gonna. I was thinking. Okay, I know. You, I'm you, sorry. You, you weren't. You put those God. things together. All right. I remember saying he's a hated man. I just said those three guys. I remember. Gotcha. Like that, Mike Cameron, I'll Kaz Matsui, and Braden Looper. That yeah. diving catch crash was. Oh my God! Scary. That was horrible. one of the craziest things I've ever watched. Now another name that I feel like people don't necessarily hate because he didn't seem like a bad guy, but the Jason Bay contract was oh, yeah. a disaster yeah. as well. It, it's not necessarily that you hate the. The person, yeah, it's more the results that end. Well, there up was happening. some bad guys like Vince Coleman was yeah. a bad yeah. guy, <laughs> but 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 as far as like most aggravating Matt, it's always a bullpen guy for me, man, because those are just game in hand. Yeah, K Rod and Armando mm-hmm. Armando Benitez. I hated Mike Stanton's. The I hated Yank- I hated Tom Glavin after oh, after yeah. oh, after that final game of the year when he was like, eh, whatever happens. Who yeah, was yeah. the dude in the? Uh, was it the, was the taxi cab or Juaner Sanchez? Juaner Sanchez yeah. God, that cool that fantasy. cab ride, <laughs> that cab ride ruined my life as yeah. we know it. Because yeah. honestly, like everything would have fallen into place that year. Yeah, mm. they wouldn't have had to make the moves at the deadline. I think they. Were, I think I read a a story that they were gonna go for somebody else at that deadline, but then they had to shift gears and get bullpen help because he went down. I, that they would have won the World Series that year if he didn't get in the cab ride. Juaner Sanchez. <laughs> Unbelievable. Glasses. He was unreal, man. He was so good. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with Sango. Hopefully he's okay and he doesn't get added to this list of uh, most disliked Mets. And maybe we'll get a little bit more information about his condition later on today. So it was, uh, I think it was last Friday. I love doing like the, the Friday 3 o'clock happy hour locally and coming back and having to like spend two hours at the local bar and come back and then you're with your family the rest of the night, have dinner with them. So I got into like this Mets trivia thing, which is something I never do. You know me really yeah, well. Yeah. I would never do this. This is like an Evan Roberts thing. It would make you vomit. The Frank the Tank thing. Actually. Right. Yeah. So like somehow I'm just doing this Mets <laughs> trivia and I'm throwing this stuff out there. So I'm talking to my friends about it. This this older Mets fan wearing a Mets hat comes up to me and goes, try me. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'll start off easy. Manager of the 1973 Mets that went to the World Series. And he goes, oh, rah, 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 rah. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like Tony calling up, saying he knows right. all the numbers and not knowing right away. So it's it's Yogi, right? Yogi Berra is the answer. So then he's like, oh, well, I'm going to come up with one with, for you. He's like, who was the first baseman of the Orioles when the when the Mets beat him in the World Series? A Boog Pal. And he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> Walked away. And I was like, screw you. Get out of my face. But, Boog Pal, nice. Yeah, yeah. Good pull. But so I have, it's still there. Is the point of this? Like it's still the crazy nutso 
person. It's still deep down, but it, and it only comes out in certain situations where the, I feel like I need to dunk on somebody when I'm drunk. And you know? it's the older <laughs> stuff when you were more impressionable. Yeah, that's we. I, I mean, I, I guess that's when you were something recent from the last couple of years. You wouldn't have that. No clue. Yeah. Same for same here. No clue. I, I I will watch you know every single game for a season, and then it's just like out Gone, the window. Right. But when when you're young and yeah. a sponge, and you're like reading every article, and, and you care. Listen, yeah, yeah, right. You, exactly. you have feelings and emotion, and you're alive inside. Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's also pre-family stuff too. Is a big thing. Yeah, it's a factor. Yeah. It's a it's a huge difference. Dude, like, base, baseball's such a commitment, man. I know. It like, really I don't is. know what I'm gonna do this year, knowing that there's like no shot to contend. It, it's hard to I be wouldn't like, say that, brother. Maybe come not. On. No, I mean, I mean, Who's may- gonna pitch? Hold on, wait, wait. Maybe t- to contend for a World Series, I don't think there's no shot that they could contend for a wild card spot. Yeah, I do think I that's a possibility. Anybody can make a wild card yeah. series, so yes. But it's like, I mean, that rotation is gonna be. Yeah, they're tough. not gonna win a World Series. Not gonna win. They're not gonna get to an NLCS. There's no way any of that's happening. But they can definitely. It, I think, and so I like when there's no expectations. Actually, I'd Helps, rather go yeah. into a season with no expectations. Yes, but if they I, suck. I I'm like, like, all right, they suck. You know that, that with that rotation and and I, uh, you know, you're one injury or one bad Mets thing away from like another seventy win season. Arm you know? fatigue. Uh. <laughs> uh, all right, the Knicks are back out of the All-Star break tonight. Still missing OG Ananobi and Julius Randle. Uh, no specific return to play timeline for either. Randle optimistic, though, that he'll make it back from that dislocated shoulder this season, but he did admit surgery remains a possibility. You know, I have to weigh out every day, ultimately, and, and decide you know, from there. But uh, right now I'm just focused on trying to avoid that, obviously, and get back on the court. You got the Knicks and the Sixers tonight down in Philly. Dante DiVincenzo, good to go. He's off the injury report. Boyan Bogdanovich and Isaiah Hartenstein are both probable, so you should have at least three of those fellas back who were out uh, just before the All-Star break arrived when the Knicks had lost four in a row, five out of six. Nets and Raptors in Toronto. Kevin Ollie's debut as the interim head coach. You've got coverage on the fan and the free Odyssey app beginning at 6.50. Hockey-wise, good one tonight in Newark. Rangers and Devils as the Blue Shirts go for a ninth straight win. Also, the Islanders are in St. Louis to face the Blues. This Popped up on my timeline, probably better for Boomer, but I'll play it anyway. It's short, it's quick. It seems relatively recent. Um, this was a TikTok guy out on the street in New York City somewhere with former Mayor Bill de Blasio. Yeah, I, you ugh. saw this? I, yeah, I thought right. I thought I saw this a, a few months ago. It's still good. It's great. Play it. Oh, it is a few months ago? Yeah, just like the Nick Saban interview was. Yeah, well, we can get to that in a second. Thank you, Gio. You've been sitting on that, I know. You're waiting to, <laughs> you're waiting to jab me. <laughs> so basically, he grabs him on the street. This guy makes it seem like he wants to take a you know friendly selfie with him, and he kind of sabotages him. Yeah, sure. It's just get across. Okay. Hey. Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for the city. Have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure he realized because he had like he had uh, earphones and he's like, "Oh yeah, have a nice day." Uh, would you say out. I think maybe the most universally hated man ever in New York? Um, he's way up there. Yeah, because there's a uh, there's always one side you know that defends sure. him, whether it's politics or sports or entertainment. No, he brought but everybody, everybody together. Everybody hated him. Yeah, he brought everybody yeah, together. Him one, David Berkowitz too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like at least you got some energy, like Son of Sam movie yeah, and everything out of, came out of that. Right, something came Once out of it. Once De Blasio ate pizza with a fork and and oh we found out he's a Red Sox fan and all that, uh. and he killed the the woodchuck. Remember that? Oh well, yeah, we, we started talking about the other day. Drop, drop the groundhog. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> murderer. Uh, can you find Al the the French fries vaccine video that he did? Oh, that was bad. which was. Do you remember this thing? When you if you got a vaccine. You would get a free burger and fries. <laughs> oh my god! And he does this promo for this, 
where he's like, mm, you're telling me that I could get a vaccine and get these delicious french fries? <laughs> I mean, it is the most cringeworthy nightmare of all time. I don't know. Actually, I don't. do people like Mayor Adams? No, I think he's once he did that nine eleven thing the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that and then that there was a video from him from like, two thousand eleven that goes reviral all the time where he was trying to promote gun safety. Have oh, you seen the that? Greatest. Yeah, and he's just go. He's like he's encouraging parents to go through their yes. their kids' rooms. Yeah, and he's like there could be a crack pipe. Yeah, there right. could be a gun over here. Yeah. It looks so like a baby doll, just a normal baby doll, but <laughs> in the baby doll butthole here is heroin. I think he's more of like a punchline <laughs> at this point than. Yeah, you know, hated, but man, De Blasio right. is. Yeah, here's here's the De Blasio French fry hamburger vaccine video. I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this? You delicious fries. Wait a minute, but there's also a a burger element to this. Oh, burger element to this. Let me let me check with Bill Neidhart. Is it? I got. That's amazing. Oh my god, a burger element to this. <laughs> and there's also a Mid- burger. Chew. Yeah, I mean. That's these great. delicious French fries. Right? Oh. I mean, wh- just think about that for a second. Again, the PR man. It's like who out there is saying these are good ideas? Like, not to get into a vaccine debate, but they they tried to lure people to get vaccinated with a cheeseburger and, and French fries. <laughs> like, there was anybody out there that was like, I don't know about the vaccine, man. You know, I don't trust science. Wait, I can get a burger and fries. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sign me up. Like Aaron Rodgers is all of a sudden going to be like, give me that. I yeah, want right. my burger and fries. Yeah. God, it's amazing. Crazy. So you, you, you jabbed me about the Saban thing. Right. Rightfully so. And I'll to further that, what he mentioned that Mayor Adams video, I had no idea that was from 2011. I thought that was more recent. <laughs> but, but it did it did go re-viral. So, yeah. so you're, you're safe in yeah, that one. Yeah. He was not the mayor at that yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. The Saban thing duped me because... Um, there was a story about, he did give some quotes yesterday about lending his voice to college football or whatever, and the video with Reese Davis was embedded in there. I'm like, oh, yeah. it must be from that thing, and I psh, took the low-hanging Anything thing. happen at the Kansas City uh, parade, the Chiefs parade today? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. Oh. All right. Has, did you guys talk about the uh, NYPD dance team? No. I, I don't would even love know. to I, hear Boomer talk about that. I Actually, I don't know that story. It's, it's there's just a dance team. <laughs> there's this, it's a crew of like... Six or eight uh, female cops. And they're uh, full-figured girls. And they are, <laughs> they are what Al said. Maybe nice we should Al. put them on Love is Blind. And they um, are just doing this dance routine that's, like, so unbelievably bad. And, like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense anyway, even if they were good dancers. But on top of this being a stupid idea, they're bad dancers. They've got, like, knee pads on. And they were doing it, I think, on, like, Good Day New York. And it was like, here's your NYPD dance team. And people were just having a field day with that. Oh, wait, here it is. Yeah, I got it. Now. I mean, wow. like, again, who is signing off on this? Oh. At a time where, like, you know, police and oh, the yeah. city and everything is at a fever pitch, let's let's put the dance team out there. You're yeah. right. Boomer would be have some oh, good thoughts on uh, that. Yeah. Picks 11. As soon as he's back, Meet make sure you're talking about dance that. team. Uh, oh, terrible. boy. Full-figured girls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my lord. Jesus. Yeah. I, I, they're wearing basketball jerseys. You could have told me that was the Liberty. <laughs> easy now. Oh, you could have. I would have believed it. What do you mean easy now? <clears throat> they're, they're, they're big. Yeah. They look like a basketball. They're wearing basketball jerseys. Did you hear the one where Al put me on the spot the other day with the high school team that forfeited at halftime? Oh, with the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the trans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's certainly well, you don't have spot. an opinion on that. No, I did not. Did not have a strong take on that one. How could you not have a strong take well, on that? A strong take. I said. I mean, they forfeited. I said they're probably protesting the game. I can understand why. They're like, oh, they had too many injuries, and I'm like, well, was this this uh, you know person not called for any fouls? <laughs> I love if they're, if they're so, like, how are they person. not? They're injuring three people. I would think there's probably a foul call somewhere along the way there. Man, no, I tell you, you really are Switzerland. You, <laughs> you, just, you just cannot. Not all the time. It's certain things bring it out of me. Certain things. I pick my spots. This is know? not one of them. Some some oh, dude just elbowing take on that high school game in Lowell, Massachusetts. And that Man. doesn't that's, seem that's like not the, doesn't uh, seem like the hill to I die go down on. That right? ship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Exactly. Agreed. It's not. What's the upside there? Yeah. Very calculated, G. Nah, what's the upside? Yeah, well, like, I, I think common you, sense. What's to, what's to be gained? Right, I know. <laughs> the, the, the upside is, I guess, if you're in, in this, you hosted a show the other day with Brandon in the midday. Yeah, we mixed it up a little you bit. Mixed maybe, not it up. As, maybe not as much as him and McMonagle yesterday, but... Right. By the way, seventy percent of the show. I looked at the thing. The, oh, the, uh, a lot of Yankees. The podcast, Yankees, yeah. Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. We Yankees, called Yankees. that the over under was seventy. He said at one point. McMonagle said, Aaron, Aaron Judge has no idea what he's talking to. The Yankees are not making another move. And I was just like, the captain of the Yankees has no, <laughs> no idea, idea what he's, what talking, he's about? talking about? That seemed like a strong take, but maybe um, he'll be right. But I feel like sometimes you you would prefer the praise on social media for not having a strong take as opposed um, to impressing a boss about having a stronger I, opinion. I, 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 it's a fair point. Fair point. And I know why you would think that or mm-hmm. say that. But I don't consciously think about, oh, I really want that praise on social media. I will say that I'm not necessarily looking for the smoke on social media. How's that? Okay. You're not looking for the smoke. How's that? Is you that don't fair? want that smoke. Yeah, it's just like, again, what's the, what's the upside? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Gio wait, would answer. You're the guy who's a, you're an upside guy. Brother, you say a lot of no, stuff. Yeah, listen, I, I, I can't help myself. But I understand other people who are like, I don't want to argue about yeah. About this all day long. He's also in a much more established position than I am. To get there, I understand. I, yeah, I but did. Right. I did get there by like I always let it rip. Right. I always let it fly. But it was a different time. Mm. Like I, it's not as easy to do that anymore. Like you said, you can't disagree without people like hating you personally anymore. Yeah, even about sports. That's right. the thing. Like, and, about and, a sports team. And you got, you know, people like call sponsors and try to cancel you and I think it, Al know. said this the other day and I it made me think about it on the warm up show. I think we are getting in a better place with that totally. than we were about I, I, a year yeah, and a, a year slowly ago. Slowly but surely. I think yeah. Shane doing SNL was a good sign. I saw Bob Costas com- commenting on men participating in women's sports and i was like oh bob Co- nice guy bob costas <laughs> yeah, is on it he's diving in anybody can yeah <laughs> yeah bob was getting spicy uh talking politics the other day about like neither side he was ripping both sides i was like <laughs> okay costas okay costas <laughs> why not Get everyone getting older running out of patience for things he's had yeah. enough yeah who was it too that said they were watching a ton oh it was brick patino i was like i watch a lot of politics and we're taking a lot of politics and i'm like yeah, that's what you could just see him after practice going <laughs> straight to Fox News and parking himself there. You know, you know, uh, texting 100%. Boomer. What, yeah. what, what, what's Tucker Carlson up to? Yeah. Dude, did you see him, Tucker Carlson, in Russia, by the way? Oh my God, unbelievable! But his, like that whole grocery store thing, crazy. He's like, he's like, <laughs> Russians are known for their bread. And he's like, hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, what is going Yo, on here? Tucker, man, politics aside, that guy, he knows what he's doing, man. He's like, I, well, he, he knows how to move from, from the needle. Oh, without a doubt. He, like, forget it. it take the politics. That man is, is, is like, entertainment. No, no, no. What's the deal with that? Like, that yeah. voice is just. It's incredible. He's like, if you put 10 rubles into the cart, you get the cart back, but you can only get your 10 rubles back if you put the cart where it came from. Like, thinking that was some sort of Russian Novel, genius yeah. idea with, yeah. like, half the super- supermarkets in America do that. It's crazy. Hilarious. Um, but I'd yeah. like to hear Tucker Carlson talk to Miss Peaches. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what we need. Why do you have so many nipples? What comes out so of is, those Is things? your first name Miss or is it Peaches? <laughs> like, which voice do you prefer? Uh, Tucker Carlson or Miss Peaches' uh, Dave Portnoy? I will take any voice over the Dave Portnoy, <laughs> Miss Peaches' voice. Anything, man. All right, see a little moment of the moment day. Moment of the day brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. Tony and Utica waited on hold how long? What'd you say? An hour and 45 minutes. Upwards of two. Wanted to talk baseball, uh, specifically dead people at the beginning, which was interesting, (laughs) and then forgot something else he wanted to ask or talk to you guys about, and only mentioned... Only when he mentioned he was 82 did he remember. Big Dodgers fan and claimed to know all the Brooklyn Dodgers uniforms from back in the day. Ask me different players. Okay. And... and just tell me if I'm right or wrong about their numbers. Could you Love do that? this. All right. Let's do this for the next hour and a half. Uh, Don Zimmer. I think you got me, Rudy. <laughs> Come on, Tony. Tony. Oh, for one. Let's go. Wait, say that again. I'm say 23. You got it. All right. All right. 20, We're on the board. 23 was right. All right. Let's go to this one here. Charlie Neal. Oh, boy. Not, no, jeez. Now, now, you may have me on him. Forget it. Let's bypass him. Go on. Ron Schlutz. Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Now, bypass him. Yeah, well, I just made that name up. There's no, <laughs> no such guy named Ron Schlutz. So, very good. I'm glad you didn't give a number there. Uh, this is an easy one. Pee Wee Reese. Gabe Athhouse. <laughs> number one. Pee Wee Reese, one. Very good. What about Gabe Athhouse? <laughs> I think you're making up a Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, another yeah, one yeah. I'm making up. Yeah. Dick Hurts. It hurts. <laughs> Tony, let me ask you, who do you know? How about you tell us the numbers you know? Johnny Padres. Oh, boy. And he's the one that won game 755. Let me see. Johnny Padres. Oh, man. Gee, I made a liar out of myself. I told you I knew them all. That's all right, Tony. You, 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 45 You, you did answer. this to yourself, Tony. Well, listen, you, uh, you, you got a few. You got a few. I mean, I don't know any of them. And, you right, know, he didn't so have a, Kevin's a Mets fan. He didn't well even know Piazza's me. number. You're well ahead of me, Tony, so right, I'm impressed. 31. Yeah. Yeah, they, there you go. I would hope you know that one. All right, Tony. There's Tony and Utica. Legend. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Was that great? At least he finished on a high note with Piazza. So. Him him saying Dick Hurts was, yeah, was tremendous. <laughs> Dick Hurts. <laughs> Who's uh, that guy? Was Tony, did you say Tony was the same guy who wanted Graceland's number? Yeah, he called us a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. Helping we kid. Give him the phone number to Graceland because wow. he he had some questions. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I bet he did. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your face is incredible. Yep. He had a and bunch of old forty five records he wanted to get to Elvis's people. And, yeah. and may so I ask, call the, call the fan? Yeah. Did you? I don't know if you got this deep with Tony and Utica. I assume he watches the TV simulcast. Correct? Yes. I mean, how else? How the heck else would he's not streaming the Odyssey app? Right. Right? No, yeah. we love the Odyssey app, but I right. can't see eighty two year old Tony and Utica that out. Yeah, streaming the Odyssey app. <laughs> 
just standing outside with metal and headphones <laughs> trying to get the AM. That's what he's doing. Uh, all right, CeeLo, we'll see you tomorrow. Yes, sir. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Built Ford Tough Studio. All right, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network in the 6 o'clock hour when CeeLo brought up the arm fatigue for Kodai Senga. We both said, how could you be fatigued now? I mean, they protected you last year. You just got to spring training. And I mentioned there's there has to be something more. This is what scares me. Arm fatigue probably means something more because you can't be fatigued. So we find out that in five minutes, Mets general manager David Stearns will be addressing the media with an update on Kodai Senga. Which you You never know. want to hear that. You know. You never want to hear addressing the media about anything. He's not going to come on and be like, yeah, his arm's just a little bit tired. We're going to ice it up and you'll see oh him in a couple of days. God. No, oh, no, no. my God. Oh, my God. This oh, has God. to be a season-ending thing, right? Surgery or something. <laughs> if the general no, but, but, manager but, 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 but is addressing the media he, about it. say he's like in the dugout, available in the dugout or something? Yeah, available in the dugout. But that, that's a little different than like a, we're calling a press conference, right? Well, that's but it's like down in Port St. Lucie. You can come and talk to me. I don't think he's going to be in the dugout and be like, UCL, it's over. Well, Jeez. but here's the thing. That's how you address the media down there when you're general manager. You don't have like a podium or anything. True. It's just the guys that are there and, and it's to provide an update. So it's an update, not to talk about the arm fatigue, but to provide an update. I'll tell you, it's certainly not going to be everything's okay. Yeah. It, if not it was, be, we took a look and it's fine. Uh, you know what? It, if it was, that would be unbelievable. That would be a sign of things changing in the Mets world. It's like, you know what? He's actually totally fine, guys. I just wanted to do, say something positive yeah, for once. Yeah. He, yeah. He iced it and felt better, and he'll be back, you know, next week. This Ugh. is another one of these things. So, like, they go, <laughs> Kodai Senga becomes a, a, the de facto ace of the staff after having a very good year so last good. year. So, goes and, for it, the whole nine, everything. Yeah, and, he, and he comes back, and he's the man. He's going to be the top of the rotation guy. And now in the first couple of days of spring training, he's going to be out for an extent. And we're just, we're speculating. This is a speculation spot. But, I mean, arm fatigue into general manager update is, is not, not what you want to hear. No, it's not. It's not what you want yeah. to hear. I mean, that is I mean, who do you, who's like the ace of the staff at that point? Severino. Severino. <laughs> God, oh, hell, they right? heaven help us. Look, I mean, Jesus, I guess, Mary, and Joseph, as my mom would say. Right. Well, you got, uh, then the, obviously, all the pictures are up here on CBS Sports. There, Quintana, Manaya, McGill, Hauser. God. It's got, I mean, Severino's got to be, I mean. Joey Fuego. <laughs> yeah, man. Joey Lucchese. <sighs> yeah, I, I would say the answer to that is either Quintana or Severino. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> man. God. <laughs> McGill had that run when everybody was injured in 22. He filled in so nicely. Yeah, he did. He's, he's, I, mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Severino, if he if he stays healthy, he could have a great year. If he stayed healthy. A great year. A great year, I think. That's uh, how good I think he is and not talented I think he is. Gosh. But he's just not going to stay healthy. I, You know what I just realized right now, this moment? I am not mentally prepared for Mets. For baseball? I yeah. got to, uh, Mets baseball. I got to yeah. like, I got to gear up and get ready. Another year of the trenches here. Look at how bad the the names on the back of the jerseys are. So small. <laughs> I know. Someone said a, so small. I heard Celo say that. I didn't realize it was like it's bad. Tiny, tiny, tiny. It's so bad. And it's so. This was a great post. This is so true. So someone sent me. You know, with the see through pants that Fanatics has. Yeah. One of these players in his media day needs to cut the end of their jersey off, go free ball, and take say. a picture. <laughs> 
I think fanatics will change things real quick. If, exactly. Uh, if that's the case. Uh, all Lord. right. So uh, 10 a.m. So BT and Sal with uh, Keith McPherson this morning will take you through that news, whatever it is. David Stern's giving an update on Kodai Senga's arm. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.